Okay, we go to Luke 19. Go to Luke 19. Verse 37, then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, Teacher, Rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now, they are hidden from your eyes. For these will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Okay. Now, the, the triumphal entry is, 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 is like the day is coming to an end, and we have to look at the other things that took place that day. And this was the shout to our Lord Jesus to stop, stop them. <laughs> and our Lord Jesus said, if they stop, you will soon see stones making noise. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, you know, in the fellowship in those days, oh Lord, may stones not take my place. <laughs> <laughs> it was a common prayer. Stones must not take my place. So I will use my own mouth to bless the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So a lot of Jesus Christ deserved the praise. Only a few who recognize him by instruction or by revelation, acknowledge it and worship and bless his name. At the time he was here, for those who didn't understand, okay, they thought he was just a usurper, trying to usurp the authorities of the religious leaders of his day. But then the Bible says that as he was entering Jerusalem, he wept. If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace. And this is the same in all the world, even now. You know, the things that make for your peace. You see people, even families, they, a lot of quarreling. They don't know the things that make for their peace. There are many people who don't know the things that make for their peace. You know? They, they, they have, 
they, they acknowledge they have a problem, but they're looking for the solution somewhere else. I, I was um, telling somebody, I said, the tragedy of many uh, people who have discord in their families is that they will be looking for solution outside of themselves. I said, how can that be? There are only two of you in this marriage, you know, and you're looking for peace. You can't be looking for solution, you know, with, or, or, um, um, uh, with reference to what the other person will do. How is that possible? Do you control what they do? If you want peace, look, look for solution. What can I do so that this place will be peaceful? At least you have control over that one. The things that make for a peace, they're not material. And that's a common mistake. You know, it's not if we do bigger churches, if we have larger prayer meetings, if we have uh, many more uh, people in attendance at our conferences, is that what we make to our peace, for our peace? No. Jesus was speaking about righteousness. He was speaking about godliness. He was speaking about the fear of God. He was speaking about obedience to God and his commandments. Because everything is in God's control. Jeremiah 3.37. What can happen on this earth without the Lord's permission? You know. And verse 38 said, you know, Jeremiah 3. Not Jeremiah, sorry. Lamentation. <laughs> sorry. You know, lamentation. 37. Yes, who is he who speaks and it comes to pass? When the Lord has not commanded it, it is not possible. That is what we call the monocentric powers control in the universe. There are no two uh, centers of control, only one. Now look at the next verse. Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that woe and well-being proceed? Both of them, he has to permit them whether it's blessing or judgment, you know? And so when he, our Lord Jesus Christ was speaking about the things that pertain to your peace, it's about their lives that they're living, you know, that it is not according to the word. It is not according to truth. If they did that, you know, favor will return to them. We saw it in Genesis, okay? Jacob thought Esau was his problem, you know, and he was worrying and fretting how he was going to meet Esau. But after he wrestled with the angel, he realized that it wasn't Esau that was the problem. It was Jacob and all his manipulations. Mm -hmm. Because, you see, what he, what he discovered is that God can turn Esau around one second and it's all over. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So Esau was like, why are you sending all these presents? I don't need them now. I have plenty myself. Jacob said, please, just receive, just receive. <laughs> he realized that his schemes were completely unnecessary. You know. So when our Lord Jesus Christ speaks about things that pertain uh, 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 to our peace, a lot of people are thinking, Yes, if we had the correct uh, police people. Yes, if we had the correct uh, governors. Yes, all those are important, but they're not the things that pertain to our peace. 
Amen. Because you see, if there is righteousness in the place, exactly. of course, God will take care of all these, all these other things. He knows exactly what to do. You know, he knows exactly what to do. So the things that pertain to their peace was godliness. They didn't have. They were religious. And that's not, God doesn't need religion. Amen. You know, God doesn't need religion. Um, um, look at um, Isaiah chapter 1, verse um, 11, I think it is. Verse 11. Uh, I'd like you to put it on New Living Translation. I think you have <laughs> translation there. Sure. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I'm sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As mm. for your celebrations of the new moon and the Shabbat and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not even look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. You know, and what does he need? Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help your oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. And then you can now come. And then we will reason together. Even though your sins are scarlet, they will be made as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wood. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. New King James says, or New King James, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You know, for the mouth of the Lord and if you refuse to rebel, shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That is it. God doesn't need all this meaningless religion. He needs godliness. He needs righteousness. He needs the transformation of character, you know, so that when we live like that, we will attract favor. You know, the, 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 you know we talked about uh, direct theocracy and indirect theocracy. The children of Israel were not... They were even safer on that direct theocracy because God, God kept the, all the enemies away. But it was once they went into idolatry, all the enemies came back. And they couldn't, they couldn't correlate the two. They couldn't correlate the two. Once things are good again, they forget and start worshiping idols. That's why um, historians noted that Israel, they haven't worshiped idol again since the Babylonian captivity, they learned their lesson. Because that Babylonian captivity, 70 years, you yes. know, in captivity, 70 years is not 70 days. <laughs> 70 <laughs> years in captivity. When, when they returned, that was the end of uh, idolatry mission. You know, so, so it is important that you and I also uh, heed this thing. That the thing that pertains to our peace is not religious rituals, but transformation. So God is looking for transformation. You know, those he did for know, you know that scripture now by heart, I'm yeah. sure. 
Mm -hmm. Indeed, predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son, that Jesus may be the first amongst many brethren. And those he did predestinate, them he called. And those he called, them he justified. And those he justified, these he also glorified. Yes. yes, this is it. This is the calling. This is the calling. That's what Jesus brought here. You know, that if we live the life, uh, the God life on this earth, we'll be surprised that there'll be peace everywhere. You know, because that peace will come from the spiritual, you know. And those two evil, who do evil and persist in evil, they'll be judged and purged. If you only knew, and now um, when we went to Israel, the guide showed us, when we went to the Temple Mount, the guide showed us this statement Jesus made here. There will not be left one stone upon another. So you know that the Western wall, the Wailing Wall, is the only thing that remains of that huge temple of Herod. Which they said to Jesus, we have been building it for 46 <laughs> years. And you want to destroy it <laughs> and build it in three days. And you can imagine, you know, that temple, you know, if you, if, for those who have gone there, you will see that it's really a marvel because the temple of Solomon was one of the wonders of the ancient world. So, so, so the, 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 when they rebuilt that temple by um, um, Zerubbabel and Joshua under the prophecy of Zechariah and Haggai, when they rebuilt that temple, the Bible said that when they laid the foundation, there was a lot of crying, okay? But some were crying for joy. Some were crying in, in, in deep pain. Why? Because they saw the temple of Solomon. Mm. Okay, they saw the temple of Solomon. And they thought that this one that built it, you know, is nothing by comparison. But the prophecy said, that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Because the glory is not in the uh, stones and, and mortar and pitch they used to build it. That's not where the glory is. It's not in the gold that Solomon put in the temple. The glory came down because of the heart that Solomon uh, uh, had when he built that temple. He had a tender heart towards God. And the presence of God filled the place. And the cloud filled the temple. You know. And so we, we need to come away you know, from um, 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 placing our faith on rituals, but on true worship, on true obedience, and loyalty to God. Anywhere and everywhere. That's what he's looking out for. Because the, the, the saints, when the, when the saints come back, it will be men and women tested and tried in the pursuit of righteousness on the earth. And then the Lord, the Lord Jesus will give each and every one uh, according to their works. That is the judgment of the saints. Each of us according to the works. So uh, 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 
if you worked in integrity of heart, if you and I worked in integrity of heart, then he will give us responsibility so that you won't be uh, 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 come to millennium. You still find people collecting bribes. Ah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> You know, how can that be, you know, extortion, you know? So, so, so what he was talking about here, the things that make for their, he said, but now, now they're hidden from you. And you see, what, what our Lord Jesus Christ was bringing to them is the mercy of God that forgives sin without, without all these, their sacrifice. If they had come to him, he would have taught them the uh, 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 poverty of the spirit. They had pride in their religion. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, he would have to show them inner purity. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. You know, he would have shown them what God really is looking for, not the rituals. But now, because they were really not interested, in uh, those, those kinds of things, then it's hidden from them, you know. But we, in our day, you know, we too should spread that gospel that if, mm-hmm. if uh, our lives are changed now, things will change around us because the presence of God, because all these people com- committing all this mayhem, you know, it's not a problem for God to deal with them, you know. And I, I told you before, in KLS, that in 1995, I was preaching in, in, in Kingdom Hall when they were in um, Jimo, whatever it was, in um, Eric Moore area. And the Spirit of God was saying, but, but if I bring this move, where are the people? You know? And I told him, I said, God is looking for people. God is on a recruitment drive. He needs people. He doesn't need religion. He needs people that have changed, transformed. That's what he needs. And he has not stopped looking. That's why he sent Jesus. Go and show them, model for them what I'm looking for. So that each of them can embrace it and leave it, not make excuses. And when they start doing so, they will see what I will do. They will see what I will do. You know. Because everything is in God's control. Everything is in God's control. Yes, so. Everything is in God's control. As you can see, all these nations that have come out from third world country to first world country, the the, the world, in the language of the world, they were fortunate to find somebody, one man, not two people, one man that led them to change. You know, in South Korea, it was a park was a, a military man from the Korean War, General Park. Okay, he led South Korea to a rapid transformation. Of course, you and I know Singapore. And so he has written a book about it. So Mahathir, Mahathir Mohammed is still there in Malaysia. You know, when they call them Tiger Nations, you trace it back to one leader. Toto, even in Not even in even in Africa, Kagame has done it. No? Yes, Kagame has uh, changed. Uh, uh, Rwanda, yes, after their crisis. So we are praying for. I will be one of them. I don't know. No, they haven't gotten there yet. 
Oh, okay. Rollins, he did a lot. Well, yes, he did. He tried. Yes, he tried. You know, but um, I don't know about how he did it. Sir. You know, because all those people that were killed, maybe their blood. Uh, I don't know whether it, all of those those killings were justified. You know, but of course, he put fear on the people. Sure. But these other people, they were not killing people now. In their, okay. They were just saying no. To to uh, rot and and yeah. corruption, they just they just stood their ground against evil. They didn't have to kill all those people. I don't know. Their, their own hasn't materialized. Maybe because of the bloodshed, you know. But but um, well, to keep praying for Nigeria, the man God will send. And oh yes, will yes, happen. yes, yes. It will happen. Oh yes, of course. That's why we are praying because we know it has to emerge. But as we are praying, we have to be telling our people this thing Jesus is saying here. You know, if the people don't change, where will God find people to use? You know, you put them there. Look, at, I saw some tape there. That uh, man in Kaduna, they, they had that just collecting, 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 collecting. <laughs> this man is a, a graduate, he's highly educated, the governor, and yet he's collecting, collecting, collecting. You know, that thing that they publish there is true, you know. So nobody, you know, uh, Tinibu is telling us that, uh, you know, he has business that is giving him millions. <laughs> anyway, we really have to keep praying. You know, but the church should be at the vanguard of it. The church should be at the front of it. But the tragedy is that we are still the problem, not. The problem, they are not. Yes. The church should be at the forefront of this, fighting for righteousness, you know, not going to join the rot. Amen. Amen. Amen.